When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have no pre-show banter for this episode. Really? Because I feel like that whole situation where you forced me to cover myself in a blanket was pretty good. Here's the issue. You weren't recording. I wasn't recording that. (laughs) Uh, You think the audience can tell in my voice that I'm in pain? No, I think you sound sound the uh, regular amount of in pain. Okay. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 98C. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. All right, Patrick, let me give you the skinny. So I've just moved to Tulsa um, for my my job as a focus missionary. I've kind of given up two years of my life to serve the Lord in this capacity. Um, and I hop on the call for the podcast, and you reward me <laughs> with this service by forcing me to hide under a blanket because I can't afford sound dampening material in this house that I live in as a missionary. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel bad. I'm so sweaty under here. I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> I got to persevere. It's okay. I believe, are, I believe I can't it. Imagine, I can't imagine someone walking in. My back is to the door. And <laughs> I look like, <laughs> I look like, uh, oh gosh, Grimace from uh, the McDonald's characters. Like I just look like a blump. I do I do want to point out that I have done this in the past for you. I know you have. I know you have. I have. And it's I really appreciate that. One of these days we'll figure out how to cuz it was it's weird cuz it was just recently that we've realized this issue of us having very different audio qualities on the podcast. Yeah. It really didn't happen before. Well, when I was recording the episodes, um it it always sounded great. Really is that so? Not always. At the beginning, it was rough. But when I yeah, when I got the box and figured it out, I kind of, I mean, it was good, you know, for a good stretch. And now all of a sudden, you take over and, ugh, man, I don't know. Your, <laughs> I mean, your, the box, the your box performance is just review so, is not looking good. The box is just so convoluted. It's really not. It's I gave so you all the instructions, detailed instructions on how to do the. You box. gave me detailed instructions one time, and then I couldn't remember them, and I bought the box, and now I feel like an idiot, and I'm returning the box. Why didn't you just call me and say, hey, how do I do the box? Because I thought you were at focus staff training. And okay, yeah, just because I'm at focus staff training doesn't mean that I don't have like a phone or a, a knowledge of how things work. They don't take your phone away? What kind of they new don't, staff yeah, training? They don't take my phone this? or any of my prior experiences away, believe it or not. <laughs> I thought you just started off. I thought new staff training was like starting a new video game where your character just has no clue mm-hmm. on how the real world works and like, if that were the case i would have made my nose smaller in the in the selection screen <laughs> that's okay um but yeah i moved to tulsa yesterday listen to this this is a funny story so <laughs> or not yesterday two days ago so my first full day here in tulsa as a missionary uh we're kind of hanging out as a team we went to mass we prayed uh we got coffee we went to the store we got some groceries we made dinner last night and all this stuff we went to the to the Newman Center, right, to kind of meet the staff and 
uh, check out they're having they're doing renovations here at the at the TU Newman Center and we just wanted to see kind of what was going on what was up see see Father Ketter all this stuff we get there and we're kind of going through the tour and all of a sudden it starts pouring rain like you, you're you're thinking to yourself pouring rain like oh that's not too bad but I'm talking like the, <laughs> the lightning was right above our heads it was coming down like cats and dogs it was crazy and for whatever reason we were right next to the the roof where like the roof is getting repaired or redone or whatever so it was open and they had all this plastic uh covering that was not doing anything to keep the water out and so we were frantically trying to tape it <laughs> shut but it wasn't working and all this water was coming in and dripping down to the bottom floor and so they have this whole other open area that uh they were that used to be like an outdoor area that were they were in the process of closing in but there's just this giant concrete slab and these two doors into the kitchen area and it was just flooding like an inch of water in the kitchen. Oh my goodness. I know it was crazy. And so what happened was is me and Gerald, the this London, England based, not based, he's from London, England. Um, and he's the catechist at this place. Gerald is a homie. He's like, All right then, we gotta go outside. And I was like, What? And so me and Gerald ran outside. We took like a broom and a squeegee and we just started squeegeeing water out of this this concrete slabbed area. For like 45 minutes in the pouring rain. I'm picturing it you was, with like a little tiny hand squeegee for car windshields. Is that what, is that what it was? No, no it was oh, like okay, a broom, good. like a broom squeegee. Oh, a broom squeegee. Got it. Okay, yeah, and so we were just sitting out there just squeegeeing and squeegeeing, <laughs> squeegee, 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 squeegeeing to try and get the water away from the door so that it would stop flooding. It was, it was absolutely insane. It was my first day on campus. And you're already like bailing out floods from buildings. Literally, yeah. And like as we were doing it, it was really funny. He goes, "This kind of reminds me of the McCarrick scandal." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "What's that?" We as the church, we as the church, were constantly bailing water, you know. And sometimes it's oh. a lot, it's a lot worse than others. And we're just this water is like McCarrick. We're just getting them out of here. And I'm like, oh, "All right, whatever uh, you say." Uh, all right, I guess I, the metaphor works. That's a weird metaphor. That's <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, but that was my that was my first uh, kind of focus experience um, here on campus. So it was pretty good. I just wanted to share that on the podcast because I thought it was, it was a that's, funny. That's good. That, that's a really that's a really good um, squeegeeing. Squeegeeing. It's, it's a really good. It's a really good squeegeeing story. Like if you ever if you ever talking to someone. If you ever in the need of like a squeegeeing story, I give you like full license to use that squeegeeing story. Call me. I'm your boy. I'll Call get me. you. I'm, I'm your squeegee boy. My my. <laughs> My my day or my week has not been that Good. interesting since oh. since we last since we last talked because we last, so we last talked, spoke like three days ago. Well, since we last spoke like three days ago, it was funny because I was sitting in bed yesterday and I realized, oh, I'm I'm leaving for a wedding on Thursday. And there's there's no internet at weddings. There's no internet at weddings, and yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't I don't want to have to like worry about being on the road and being in a wedding and also recording a podcast. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like I don't want I don't want Friday night rehearsal dinner to be like, hey mm -hmm. guys, I gotta duck out. I gotta go. I, I gotta I gotta, podcast. <laughs> I gotta go sit in a room guy. by myself and talk to my buddy Ethan. Um, <laughs> Man, the hard life of a podcaster. It's true. I just I just want to be able to do the podcast and then go to the airport and edit the podcast in the airport because I'm flying standby for the first time ever. 
and yeah i'm flying standby to something that i have to be at which is not the best plane it's risky but i can i literally cannot afford an actual plane ticket it's like it's i actually calculated the cost like like the man who's who builds the tower and i was like if i if i buy an actual plane ticket i will not be able to afford my car payment next month the Lord will provide, I say, as I close my eyes and ram my Bronco into the <laughs> into First National in, Bank. Into the First National Bank. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, so I fly in standby tomorrow. Shipping out of Texas. It's my. It's on on the on the on the road slash air. Super excited. But my my friend. Ryan and my other friend Katie, shout out Ryan and Katie, are getting uh-huh. married this weekend. Great. I know. It's so I'm so excited and I'm in the wedding. So there's gonna be a lot of pictures on the social media of me and Did you know I was in a wedding two weeks ago and I didn't talk about it on the podcast? Wait, really? Why not? Because I I don't know. It was Haley and Sam's wedding. Haley, the one that dated a drug dealer. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she she didn't marry the drug dealer. No, that's good. Yeah, but they got they got married and it was beautiful. So sorry to one up you, but I was I was recently a groomsman, so I just I, I forgot to mention that on the podcast. It was very uh, that's awesome. Haley Haley's a regular on the show. Or she at least is, she was from she first. Was, well, I mean, she is one of my very good friends. Um, she's played a big role in my life, even if I don't talk about her on the podcast all a ton. She's a, she's an amazing woman. She got married to Sam. She, so she's she's uh she's got a new a new boo, and they're back. <laughs> And uh, they're going to name their first kid Ethan, so which which is pretty exciting. They they have to. I I would yeah. name my first kid Ethan. My phone um, password is still Ethan. Still Ethan. Change that. Please. I've never. It just. I use Touch ID for everything, and then Gosh. when I need to type in the password, hey, it hey, Patrick, what's your password? Uh. Uh, nothing. Just give it to me. I'm going to be. It's been like a year and a half. Um, we never talked about our topic. Are we just going to talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit? Um, we can. Okay, you sound you sound. Well, I'm just thinking about other things that we could talk about. That's um, that's what the pre-show is for. I know, but we didn't really have a pre-show. We can talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's okay. Yeah, okay, because um, because my friend Josh, who I'm going to be the best man in his wedding in two, in two weeks. Um, All right, I get he, it. My thing's not special. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> not what I was trying to say. Uh, he keeps telling me, he goes, Ethan, you got to talk about Holy Spirit. It's the forgotten person of the Trinity. And that's like, well, he'll always, he'll grab me and shake me. He'll say, you got to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'll be like, okay, I will. I will. Okay. Please stop grabbing me and shaking me. I'm fragile. He's very large and very strong. Um, He's got a big head. Uh, Not like a personality wise. He just has a physically large head. He's a great guy. (laughs) Anyway, um, he's my best friend in the world. So we could talk about Holy Spirit because my friend Josh has been wanting me to talk about it for a long time. So I don't, I don't see a problem with it. That's awesome. I, I just the sooner we can get to the topic, the sooner that I can wipe this sweat off of my upper lip. Wait, you, you can't wipe the sweat off of your upper lip now? Not in the pre-show. It's in the bylaws. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> sorry. Um, I I was I was at young adult group. Okay. Two weeks ago, and we were talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like wisdom, fortitude, knowledge, understanding, mm, piety, and uh-huh. fear of the Lord. That that was, I think that was only six. But, yeah, those. And then... Um, you forgot knowledge. Knowledge. Dang it. So Sorry. we did talk about those, 
But yeah. we also talked about the nine um or what was it? So they're like they're like different spiritual gifts. There yeah. are there are spiritual gifts of like ministry and then spiritual gifts of roles in the church. And mm-hmm. I want to talk Is that about... what when when Gomer talks about these things, he always goes like administration and like teaching and those types of things yes so what we're talking about yes okay, and i cool. just found where it is it's in first corinthians twelve twenty eight. you know i Tur- would pull out my bible right now and take a look at it but i'm trapped so yes. i trust you to to whip up that verse actually no i can reach my backpack under the blanket nice this is perfect this is really the i might do all of my podcasts like this it's it's on i've, I've i mean as someone who's done it before it is it is the worst. It is the worst. It's just so bad. Um, so First Corinthians, uh, first, first Corinthians, what? Twelve, and then it's twenty-seven through thirty. Twelve. Cool. If you got a Bible at home, and I'm, I hope you do, please, please open up and follow along with us. This is now a, this is now a Bible Belt podcast. Now that I live in Oklahoma, so we got to do this. Oh no, this is not the one that I meant to get. Uh, yeah, it is. Dang it, no. It, it, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good one, but I meant man, I here's the thing. Last week for monthly mailbag, I had all of these Bible verses ready to go. But oh, no, the one sorry. that I wanted to talk about was Romans twelve. Uh, sorry. It's one nobody Here's the thing. It's a good thing that nobody listens to this podcast and expects like a polished experience. You it's know? true. Like, it's 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 a bunch of nobody hopped on here around. saying like, "Oh, I can't wait to get a well structured and formatted lesson today." Like, <laughs> that's if you're looking for that, you've been listening to the Ron podcast for the forever. Ninety nine, ninety eight C episodes. Nine thousand nine hundred. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Romans twelve. Romans so, twelve two. Romans no Romans twelve. Um, like the three, three to eight area. Okay. That's, okay. that's where it is. Many so, parts of one body. Yeah. Many parts, of one body. So as in one body, we have many members. All the members do not have the same function. Uh, ha- we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So let us use them. If you have the gift of prophecy, prophesy in proportion to our faith. If you have the gift of service, then serve. If he, he who teaches serves in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who contributes in liberality, he who gives aid with zeal, and he who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. And so I liked all of those. So it's like you you are a prophet, someone who serves, you're a teacher, an exhorter or like a leader, um, a contributor. If you exhort, make sure you do it in exhortation. Make obviously. sure you do it with exhortation. Um yeah. I tried like I tried like finding the best uh I tried finding like the best like modernish translation of like what the best word for it in English is. And I just couldn't figure out what they all are, man. I do kind of wish that I had polished this a little more. That's okay. No, it's not. I failed the people. Well, no, you haven't failed the people. So why has this, why did it strike you so much? Like, what is it about these things that made you want to talk about it? I don't know. Like we, we don't really think about the fact that we have roles in the church and that mm-hmm. our spiritual gifts are mm, okay. these, these gifts specifically what they told us. These are, I think natural gifts okay. that we all have from birth. And like to, we have all of these like to a certain extent, 
but we excel in one or two and we develop them over time. Um, but these gifts specifically, I like them because they, um, what do you mean? One or two? What do you mean? Them? We only get one or two. Like how, why can't I have all of them? Well, no, you do have all of them, but you excel in one or two. How come? Just cause just cause I don't know. Like not, not everyone is everything. You know, is this, is it, well, okay. So then, so these are like kind of the natural gifts, like ministry, teaching, administering, all that stuff, right? That makes sense to me. Like, I'm not, I can't be good at all that stuff, but for like the wisdom, knowledge, fortitude, piety, fear of the Lord, and the other two, um, I forget which ones I forgot, but yeah. The, so, um, can I have all of those and excel at all of them? I feel like I can, yes. because those are just straight up. Those yes. are supernatural gifts that I receive from the Holy Spirit and not like natural. Well, I get the natural gifts from the Holy Spirit too. I just don't understand what the difference is between the two. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as my uh, proclivity to excel. So like, a, I think, I think a spiritual gift. Okay. So these are two completely different things. Well, they're, I mean, they're, they're different things from the same God. So there's, spiritual gifts and then there's mm-hmm. the gifts of the holy spirit okay and so oh gift, i see what you're saying yeah so the gifts of the holy spirit are like supernatural things uh-huh. that we receive at baptism and then these spiritual gifts mm-hmm. are natural gifts okay of our spirit gotcha because we have a spirit from birth right because like it's you view it in the same way of like physical so like if i was a if i got a physical gift from the Holy Spirit, it'd be like my arm that was broken got miraculously healed. Mm. But like a but like a natural physical gift would be like somebody who's six two and like strong. <laughs> yeah. You know, like six two. I say that like it's someone who's tall. Six seven. Mm. Um, you know, like that would be a the difference between like a physical gift and like a gift of the Holy Spirit that is physical. Does yeah. that make sense? Is yeah, that kind of a good sense. way to delineate it? I think so, yeah. And so now, okay, so now that we have that out of the way. How do we even begin to figure out like which gift we're good at, which natural gift, like if it's ministry or if it's teaching or if it's exhortation or if it's generosity or if it's diligence or or like leadership or like what, how do we even, do we just base it off of what we like to do or? Yeah. What? So it's, I think it's interesting that there are seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about those later that are like very specific but in the New Testament, like we flip from First Corinthians to Romans, there's there's like five lists in the New Testament of spiritual gifts. Uh-huh. There's one in Romans, two in First Corinthians, one in Ephesians, and one in First Peter. Okay. And so, like First Peter is super simple. He has whoever speaks and whoever renders service. So, like those are just really two simple things. And then Ephesians is like a five-person list. You have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. In First Corinthians, he expands that to like people who do miracles, healings, administration, speaking in tongues. Okay. And then there's other time. The other one, the one in Romans that we're reading, is like prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, and mercy. Um, I think exhortation is counsel. I don't, I don't, I don't know if exhortation is a really good word because it just sounds like you're a cheerleader. You know, just like really good at getting people going. So I think the fact that there are this many lists of things means that the list is not um, like a list of classes in Dungeons and Dragons, right? It's not a list of like 
jobs Use your from fighter. a drop down menu. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like you're not. You, you don't. You can't. You can't. You don't have to choose between eight different roles you can play. Uh huh. There, there are mixes and matches, and like someone who excels in teaching and also mercy is going to live their life a lot different than someone who exceeds in teaching and prophecy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, so I like, I want, I want to talk about maybe how, where we see ourselves on that list. I'll actually, I'll actually send you a link. That's literally all of the lists. It's a Wikipedia article. So brace yourself. I can't really reach my mouse pad. So, <laughs> okay. never mind then. <laughs> I'll click it. Hold on. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, so the first the first reason why this was that why this stood out to me in the first place when we were talking about it, young adult group, was how it mentioned the spiritual gift of giving, of in one in one of the translations we read it was donor, and I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy because there there are, there are ministers right there are like people who minister and serve, and then there are yeah. the donors that support them, and so it's like. It's uh, it's it's crazy because if we're talking about parts of the body of Christ, that mm-hmm. means that people that prophesy, like the mouth, right? People who serve are like, um, are like the hands and feet, right? People that people that counsel, like the heart, right? People like mercy, all this stuff. But and so I was I was I was like, if 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 every role in the church is a part of the body. Who are my donors? Like what part, as a missionary, right? Like who are my donors? What part of the body are they? And I decided, slash like prayed about it a little bit. They are the blood. They are the veins that carry the blood. Sorry, not the blood. They're the veins. So the veins that carry the blood to the hands and feet, right? And so I think that, and I and I, I was I was wondering if I brought that to my mission partners, I would hope that they would be, would they be more encouraged by what they're doing if they realized that it was like a biblical role in ministry, right? It's like, it's not just, it's not just something that you do because you feel like you have to, or because like the Bible says you have to tithe. It's like an actual role you're playing in the body of Christ because you've been given this spiritual gift of the ability to give, right? And then you paid for it. And then Instead of instead of focusing on what other people's gifts are, I also wanted to focus on my own. Um, so yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I get it, and I I understand that like the Holy Spirit has these gifts, and th- I just haven't really ever thought about this. Um, in any in any sort of legitimate capacity, like I'm trying to think of practical ways to implement the holy spirit into like prayer so that we can begin to think about these things and pray for these things right yeah i mean maybe practically like reading the different lists Mm -hmm. of gifts and what they entail because there's a there's lists sure but they're not enumerated lists in the bible they're like surrounded by words that paul said or Mm -hmm. peter once um, so maybe like like taking taking those lists of prayer and whichever one speaks to you the most because some of them are like very churchy, very like specific to the church, um, like like evangelical ministry. Some of them are very like charismatic. You know, you have like the the mm-hmm. classic one of like 
speaking in tongues. That's in First Corinthians. Um, and there's there's another that's like kind of the Romans is the classic list of seven. I like the list of seven. But yeah, so maybe maybe just just finding whatever list speaks to you the most and like praying with it and figuring out where you are on that list. And if you can't find yourself on the list, figure out what your spiritual gifts are. I don't know. I think spiritual gifts are something that we neglect talking about because we forget that we have them. Mm -hmm. And then when we're called to use them, we forget about them. And then we either do one of two things. We, we uh, don't use them or we do use them. And we think that we're super cool because we do things, you know, we, we, we give ourselves the credit. Mm -hmm. I think an important thing to note is that nothing good has ever happened without the Holy spirit. So, you, there's no such thing as doing a good thing without the Holy Spirit being a part of it or the Holy Spirit giving you the ability to to be a part of it. You know, so that's that's always very reassuring is like going throughout the day and thinking like, man, where's the Holy Spirit working? Like, And being attentive to that and being attentive to like the pushings and promptings of the Holy Spirit will. And if you want to think about it in terms of these spiritual gifts, you can. I just don't think that you have to like i mean i guess you it's important to kind of maybe put a name to the thing mm -hmm. um but i think even more so than like oh these spiritual gifts and like knowing about them i think that will i think that's this is a secondary right i think okay. this, this this awareness of the spiritual gifts is secondary to an awareness of the holy spirit in general right gotcha so if we like these spiritual gifts will be very easily figured out um, once we ha live a life in the spirit, but what does that actually mean? I mean, that means uh, waking up every day with like the name of the Lord on your lips. That means going throughout your day and looking at people as if you're looking at Jesus, right? And being aware that it's not just, um, I don't know, I, I especially kind of the whole forgotten member of the Trinity thing, right? I've been thinking about this whole this whole time. It's like, it's not just... Yeah, Jesus died on the cross for us. Amazing. God the Father created everything for us. Awesome. And if you think about it, like the family is like the lover, the beloved, and the love that they share. It's are we aware of the in-between spaces in our day, right? Are we aware of the kind of the, the relationships? Are we aware of the, the pushings and promptings that lead us towards other people and towards other relationships? Like why on earth do I have this inclination to spend time with this person? Why on earth am I with this person right now? Like those are the types of things that I think will make these, these, the prophecy, the ministry, the exhortation, like they become so much clearer when we're aware of that. Does that make sense? Or does it sound super general? It sounds kind of general, but but there's, I I, see but what how you're do saying. you, but how do you, but how do you even begin to specify like, this is what a relationship with the Holy Spirit is like, because it doesn't mean that you're walking around speaking in tongues and like fainting every yeah, day. Yeah, no. Um, but it does mean that you, hmm. I'm reading Cardinal Seurat's Power of Silence right now. Mm -hmm. And this, all, this is, I think this is what I'm saying is like, the the silence that we need to become aware of these things is is crucial and it's lacking in most of our lives so okay. do we have an interior silence yeah how do we even can we even think about these types of spiritual gifts if we don't have interior silence that's what i'm getting at is it, it's good to know that like you're good at exhortation and you're good at prophecy and you're good at whatever 
But if it's not rooted in the interior life, then it's pointless. You know, it doesn't, it's not, it's yeah. not good for anybody. What do you think of that? Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's good. I think it derails what I was, what I thought the topic was going to be. But that—that's honestly not a bad thing. Um, hmm. Yeah, like needing needing interior silence to understand who the Holy Spirit is first. But I, I think a yeah. relationship with the Holy Spirit comes through action, and like okay. that—that's not—that's not to say that. But does it though? That's not to say that's not to say that interior silence is not a part of that action. Mm-hmm. But I think that. What do you mean when you say action? So the Holy Spirit is this active person, this this person that that is put on, that like came into the world in a different way than the Son did in order to uh-huh. motivate the church, right? Like the right, right. after Pentecost, right, is the mm-hmm. Acts of the Apostles, and like that's right. that's how you see the Holy Spirit working. It's mm-hmm. it's the uh, it's the more the more visible vestiges of God on Earth, right? And so you know the holy spirit more like sure you, you have to, it, it's, it's kind of weird because it's like it's like chicken and egg sort of deal like what came first yeah. but you need to you need to know the holy spirit in prayer then to know his promptings in mm-hmm. the world and like when yes. when you're making decisions and like discernment is discernment is in and of itself a relationship with the holy spirit of like where are mm-hmm. you moving me right now mm-hmm. um and you see that in acts of the apostles all the time they're yeah. just getting moved around by the Holy Spirit. Philip teleports because right. he's so in tune with the Holy Spirit needing him to go somewhere that he's just like, all right, I will myself to be wherever you will me to be, even though that's not possible right now. And he's like somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think so. I, I think I think interior silence is an important, um, important thing to cultivate. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's such an obvious statement. Yeah, but then like the step further from that is like acting 
like asking for the promptings of the Holy Spirit in everyday life. Cause I, I don't yes. know. I don't know. I don't know if you feel like this sometimes, but when I, when I go to prayer in the morning and then I go throughout my day, it's like, I go to prayer and I have this amazing experience with God. And then I go throughout my day and I basically forget everything. Not mm-hmm. in the sense that I like contradict everything I prayed about, but in the fact that I don't let that prayer motivate my day. I don't, continue that prayer when I'm about to do significant events. I've been trying to implement this in my everyday life and I've been failing miserably of praying before I do pretty much anything. Like we pray before meals, right? Like I want to pray. I want to like connect with God before I go to the gym. I want to connect with God before I hang out with Phoebe, before I do the podcast, before I go on a plane ride, you know, all of this, all of these things, not because, not because I'm not because I'm scared of what's going to happen, not because I'm afraid, but because I want to do God's will in everything out of out of love. You know, like oftentimes we pray out of a hope for gain or we pray out of fear, but I want to pray out of love and like receive the Holy Spirit in those moments because the Holy Spirit is the only way that I'm going to be able to do anything to my fullest capacity. So, yeah, I think I think relationships with the Trinity if if we want to if we want to talk about a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I think the reason why it's so forgotten is because we're not acting in the way that God wants us to. We're not like doing, we're not doing his will. And it's, it's out of a place of fear, right? Sure. Or, or, yeah, I think, well, I think at the root of it, it's, uh, we're scared to stand out, to look different, to be different, to be noticed, to, uh, let go of something that we're comfortable of. Um, cause if we, cause if we weren't scared, I mean, fear is the only reason that we don't do anything right at the root of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess laziness is probably another thing or like comfort or contentment. Um, but it's, it's fear. I guess it would be fear that we lose our comfort. Um, but are we, are we scared of, cause we should be scared of not doing what the Holy spirit tells us way more than we should be scared of doing it. Right. Yeah. And so that when you start to look at it in that angle, it's like, what am I scared of? Like why? Because we all know, like you can think of a time in the past two days where the Holy Spirit told you to do something. You didn't do it. Guaranteed. Yeah, definitely. Right. And you can, you can blow that off as, Oh, that was just like an obtrusive thought that wasn't real. You know, that wasn't really the Holy Spirit. Uh, really? (laughs) Uh, you think, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. If you don't think the Holy Spirit is intricately involved in your life every single day, then you are missing out on something. Right. And I don't know what that is. Talk to a priest, but we have to be more excited and more in love with God than we are fearful of losing our comfort or our current way of life. And what? You're, I, I was going to let you finish the thought and then kind of like consolidate it. Consolidate it for me right now. Yeah. So I think we are talking about two different things. Not that, not that, well, no, not two different things, but two similar things that I want to like connect. Mm-hmm. So it. like you wanted to talk about connecting with the Holy Spirit. I right. want to talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit yes. or yes. like spiritual gifts in general. But I think these two things connect because I think our spiritual gifts connect us with the Holy Spirit in this way. Is that the Holy Spirit ordained us from the beginning of our lives, if not from the okay. beginning of time itself, probably, to do certain tasks, right? Uh-huh. Like, the, the Holy Spirit is very, like, 
very works oriented and, and you can't really you can't really appropriate roles to the trinity in the absolute sense but they do have this way of working and revealing themselves in the world right and like the right. father is this very generative source and the son is obviously this redemptive source and then the holy spirit is this like source of movement and and recreation and and work right and so the holy spirit gives us these spiritual gifts and in order to connect with the holy spirit we have to connect with what he gave us yeah right and so i think that praying about praying with the holy spirit and this this might be why people when people pray it's it's easier to pray to jesus right because prayer is a conversation and it's really easy to talk to a person who you've Uh seen Yes. You know, and we've seen him in the Eucharist. We see him in pictures and on and crucifixes and stuff. But it's really hard to talk to a dove, or fire, or water, or wind, or whatever. And but it's really easy to feel moved by the wind. It's really easy to feel moved by water and like drawn to fire, right? And so like when that's why the Holy Spirit have has these symbols is because this is what the Holy Spirit is. It's this this, this force that moves us, this force that refreshes us, this force that draws us to itself, right? this force that like takes us to God, like flight, all this stuff. And the way that we do those things is because we're corporeal beings, because we have flesh and because we do things is we experience those things through gifts. And those gifts can be experienced in community, which is what the gifts that we were talking about. And those gifts can be experienced in solitude, which is the seven gifts of the Holy spirit, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So in order to encounter the Holy spirit better, I think, first praying with those gifts and asking Jesus to send us his Holy spirit, because he's the source of the Holy spirit in at Pentecost, right? He, his, his, his ascension is the reason why we have the Holy spirit asking Jesus for that Holy spirit. And then actively looking for him in the everyday. Boom. I think that sums it up quite nicely, actually. Fantastic. I don't, I really don't have much else to add on this topic. Yeah. So I kind of do, it's a little bit of a different topic, but it'll, first of all, it'll fill some time, which is nice. And also it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice little mind, mind puzzler. Okay. So wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, fear of the Lord. That's the seven. That's the big, that's the big seven, right? There are three in there that I just, I just want to discuss because they sound so similar. And when we were talking about it at Young Adult Group, it basically took up like 30 minutes of our conversation. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. What is the difference between those three things? Um, knowledge is facts. Wisdom is prudence to apply those facts. And understanding is something completely unrelated to the other two. You think it's unrelated to the other two? I do. Well, you have to understand something to know it, right? Like I say, no. like I understand. No, that. you don't. I don't have to understand uh, gravity to know that it's real. That's true. I, I th- well, I mean, it's obviously related because it's in the list, but I feel like it's. Well, why are why? Okay, then why are wisdom and knowledge related? Because wisdom and knowledge, like I said, it's like knowledge is is just the facts. Knowledge is the facts. Wisdom is is. Uh, Oh, I don't know, something like knowledge is knowing that the stove is hot. Wisdom is not touching it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the application of knowledge. Understanding. Understanding why it's hot? I mean, but I think understanding why something is hot is just more knowledge. I think 
Because if you say, oh, why is it hot? Well, because it, it heats up with the gas, right? Okay, that's a fact. That's not a – that's more knowledge. So what, I think what un- is understanding then? I think understanding has to do with like people and like yeah. it's more closely related to counsel than it is to knowledge and, and wisdom. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. I, I definitely related the three because in, in, in my mind, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding all has to do with like the head, you know, mm. and like, no, I think understanding is something completely different, but I could be wrong. I just, I, in my experience and what I've heard and been taught, um, I think when you, when you say about understanding, like, do you know, like why though? Like, I think the why is just more, more, uh, what? Okay. In my mind, I want to be able to chop these up and like apply them to something. You know, I want to like group them according to some sort of list. You know what I mean? Like these, these three correspond with this, these four correspond with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently Aquinas and Augustine did that. Apparently Augustine related them to the Beatitudes and Aquinas related them to the, the virtues. So he related, he related, understand, he grouped understanding and knowledge with faith and mm. wisdom with charity. Maybe understanding is more of like a retrospective look at things. So like knowing or understanding like why things happened in the past, right? Well, if, you look at, if you look at like knowledge of our faith, like you can understand that the church believes this, but you might not be able to articulate why. Right. It's like, it's like you can, you can say someone can come on, someone can come up to you and say like, Hey, you know, there's this new procedure where, um, we take, we fertilize embryos and we like freeze them and then we can embed them in the uterus and they're born. Like that's not, that's pro-life. Right. And you can be like, well, no, that, that sounds wrong. I just can't really tell you why it's wrong. Like I don't understand how it's wrong. And then understanding would be like, well, it's because um in the like marital act it's like it's for love and like children should be born out of love not out of um some kind of utility that's that's understanding right and then i it seems like it seems as though wisdom is unrelated to that scenario and it corresponds to the virtue of charity that's really interesting to me i don't understand how wisdom can correspond to charity i mean sure in a sense i'm sure it does because they're both holy things but how does wisdom make you more loving? Charity is the root of all the virtues. So if yeah. uh, if wisdom is prudently applying knowledge, you can use prudence in charity, right? So like that's pr- charity is the root of prudence, and then prudence is the root of of using knowledge for, for wisdom. So it's it's kind of like so prudence is the virtue that you use that's associated with wisdom. But of all virtues are rooted in charity, and that's all related. So. If I, if I have the wisdom, like what if my, I don't know, if I have a friend who's sleeping with his girlfriend or whatever. Um, I know that it's wrong, right? But wisdom will tell me that it's not right for when he comes to me and says, man, I really am struggling. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. Wisdom will tell me not to like yell at him and berate him. Wisdom will tell me to uh, love him, Ooh, right? So okay. that's kind of the, that's kind of where charity is, is you, you can, prudently apply your knowledge of you know why premarital sex is wrong why it's bad for you you all these things um but it's all done out of charity at the very at the very base of it does that make sense 
Yeah. So like charity, charity should be the thing that drives all of our other virtues and therefore all of our other uh, gifts, like how we apply those gifts. So then wisdom should equally then drive all of our other gifts. Well, not necessarily. necessarily. I mean, uh, they're, I mean, they're kind of all intertwined and interrelated. So like wisdom can't drive knowledge because I mean, um, except in the fact that like wisdom can lead you to gain more knowledge, uh, which will then in turn give you more wisdom. Hopefully. Yeah. It's interesting that you, that you brought up the, um, that you brought up that scenario with your friend because Augustine relates into the Beatitudes. It's not a real friend. It's not a real scenario. It's a fake scenario. Yo, yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, the, cause, cause that, that relates to, um, Augustine relating it to the Beatitudes. He, re- he says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God relates to the gift of wisdom. Right. Um, that's interesting that you say that cause that, that, that is, that is very much peacemaking. It's like, that's virtuous to quote unquote, meet someone where they're at to come to them and understand that hitting them over the head with the truth is not necessarily the right way to go. And it brings peace to their lives and it makes them more ready to receive the gospel. He relates knowledge to blessed are those who mourn. And then he relates understanding to blessed are the clean of heart. Nice. Which I, I, I thought that was, I think that's interesting too. Some of these, some, some of these like older um, medieval and then like, I guess, I guess it's not necessarily medieval church fathers. They, um, they, they, they sometimes, I, I totally relate to it because they sometimes like to shove things together and like try to make them fit really bad. One of my favorite things about um, St. Bonaventure is he's giving this like this treatise on the six days of creation and then like the seventh and he relates them to the six ages of the Bible. Right. And so like the, um, the, uh, crossing of the red sea, there's like, or like the Exodus is like the, uh, part of the creation of the splitting of the two seas in the sky and in the earth. Right. And he gives like this long explanation for every single one of them, except for the fifth day, the creation of the fish. And he relates that to, the Babylonian captivity and then just moves on. He doesn't explain why (laughs) there's a little footnote in my copy of the book that says he never gives an explanation and no one knows why he put these two together. I think it's like, well, that's the last one. So they're together. So it has to fit. It has to fit. That's funny. Um, so yeah, like I, I I think, I think it's interesting what Augustine is doing here with the Beatitudes because there's like this gift, this gift of knowledge includes mourning for some, for some reason. And he says that it's because the knowledge of God brings an increased awareness of personal sin. And so this gift of knowledge is not necessarily like, because wh- where do we see knowledge in the first, the first place knowledge is in scripture is it's the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And that's not a very good thing. And so this knowledge then come this knowledge then becomes a gift that leads us more to repentance. Right. And then blessed are the clean of heart. Like people, it's, it's, it's strange. Cause like the, the cleanest heart will understand the most about God because they're the most like God. So yeah, this was, this was more for my benefit. And I'm glad that we talked about this and I'm glad that I Googled it and looked it up. This is all on Wikipedia, by the way. Wikipedia is incredible. All right. <laughs> well, that's good. I've got to, uh, I've got to go. So yeah. So we'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, one quick fun sub- announcement that we have to add in at the end is that, uh, Matt from the Catholic card game is going to come on the podcast. 
later to talk about uh, the Catholic card game. We're going to interview him, and it's going to be episode 101. We have to skip a week. We have to record him and then skip a week because episode hashtag crunch 100 is happening soon and we're going to figure out what we're going to do for it why don't we just why don't we just record two episodes in one week and then interview him and then record again and then upload on a normal do 100 and then 101 that's probably what we're going to do oh okay why what we're not skipping any why don't we talk about this off the podcast we're gonna do Crunch 100 next week, and then oh no 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 I meant I meant skip I meant skip a week like we're recording his episode that week and then yeah skipping. well they don't need to know that whatever <laughs> sometimes I announce things for Ethan right which is uh, you can just email me or shoot me a text message <laughs> um yeah so this is good if you have any questions about the Holy Spirit talk to Patrick he knows more about it than I do um. But it's 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 very good, and I hope this helps. Maybe some, start like some some prayer for you guys, and start some something move in, and start maybe increasing that attentiveness to the spirit. Um, but if you want to find us, uh, it's it's at Apostle on Twitter at Catholic Pat on Twitter. Um, you can email us Ethan at thecrunchcast dot com, Patrick at thecrunchcast dot com. We take questions for our mailbag on there, or just questions in general um, that you want to talk to us about. If you would like to see us on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash thecrunchcast. Uh, patreon.com slash the crunch we are still in the process of revamping that whole situation um and then we've got uh, a voicemail that you can call in for the mailbag that's 785-251-3989 and we will play those out next month uh if they're good obviously and then you don't have to prove your worth by what you produce but you just gotta have good questions um and i think that's everything sounds good ready to close this out Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else to say. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. And uh, catch you on the flip. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.